Welcome to The Youth Voice, a podcast giving young people a voice in politics across the island of Ireland. Today we're having a, a quite a different episode. We're having a discussion with young people from across the country to talk about young people in politics. So we're joined by Sean, who's, in the, who's a member of the Social Democrats. We're joined by Oshin, who's a member of Sinn Féin. We're joined by Inez, who's a member of the, of the SDLP. And we're joined by Owen, who's also in the Social Democrats. Now, they're not representing their parties. They're just here. And they're, they're all members of their parties, but they're not really representing. They're just here to talk about politics. So I suppose we'll get straight in. So first of all, thanks all for, all, for all coming on. But what I want to talk about is, are young people respected in politics? And are our voices properly heard? So I'm going to put that down and one of you can kind of jump in. Uh, I'll uh, start off. Um, I can't speak for everyone in every party or I can't even speak for everyone in my own but in my personal experience within my party um, I have always felt as though my opinion as a young person was valued even though I couldn't say vote for the party and I wasn't I didn't ever feel as though I was pushed aside and just being like oh he's just a kid what does he know um, but at the same time, uh, more recently, uh, I was trying to put my name down for European Citizens Initiative, and I noticed that after uh, putting in the form uh, for the third time, because those tests that you're not a robot are more difficult than they look, <laughs> it then came up that I wasn't old enough to do it even though it was something that doesn't, that it would still affect me. And it kind of just shows that there is a wider culture within politics, not just in Ireland, where young people's opinions are often pushed aside because quite simply they can't vote. Um, What about the rest of you, any thoughts on that? I would say a reason why young people's voices can be cast aside a lot is in Ireland at the minute, we have quite a generational wealth gap where those maybe over 40 who own houses, who are renters, are actually really benefiting from our current economic circumstances. And then we have 18 to 34 year olds who, for which 54% live with their parents. And, you know, we have one group of people who are feeling very comfortable and very happy with our current economic situation and another um, who are not. And I think that's that creates a real disconnect. And we have one group who are very happy, as I said again, one group who are um, not very happy at all. And then as you were going to come in, so what's, what's, what, are, what are your thoughts on it? Um, just kind of based on what Owen said as well, it's very similar to that. Like there's different perspectives based on your age, especially here in Northern Ireland. Um, I'm from Uri, so I'm from the North. And you kind of see that people have different perspectives based on their experiences. Like I'm very lucky not to have grown up in the Troubles. I was born in 2002, which means that I was born after the Good Friday Agreement. And I was lucky to grow up in a peaceful Northern Ireland and in a peaceful part of Northern Ireland. And I know that's a privilege that not everyone in Northern Ireland has. But that's kind of me and Macy that we don't want a sectarian future for Northern Ireland, whether you're a nationalist or unionist, because those views are going to exist. It's not as simple to just say like everyone needs to have the same view. 
Um, but it's acknowledging that whether you are nationalist or unionist, that we can respect each other. And that's important in politics and young people want that. Whereas sometimes you see some older politicians can be sometimes sectarian and go back to the past, even if it's just for that's their audience and that's their vote. And it's just, it's hopefully young people will change that no matter what their opinions are, that there will be that respect and that tolerance for other views. And Oshin, I wanted to bring you in here. You're, you've actually kind of climbed the ranks in Ogre Sinn Féin a bit. So what, like, what's Sinn Féin been like for kind of pushing young voices ahead? I think Sinn Féin is, is, is a brilliant party for young people who want to join. I'm sure it's like, I'm not, I'm not saying this as a Sinner. I'm, I'm sure it probably is the same, but most parties or every party, not just in Ireland, um, but, but uh, around Europe. Um, I, I think though, I think young people, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think we have a tendency to overplay uh, the degree to which we're treated negatively in politics. I think most people value and listen to our views. And I think where our actual focus should be on the issues uh, that, that not only face young people, but that face society as a whole. For example, uh, what, what we should be discussing as young people is not how we are treated, but how, how groups are treated in society, whether that be minorities. Uh, we still have a long way to go on women's rights. We still have a long way to go in the north of the country for rights for, for the nationalist community and so on. Um, and then issues that uh, affect society as a whole, such as climate change, housing, that applies to all age groups, and of course, uh, the future of our country regarding reunification and so on. So I think that's where the actual focus should be. Um, I think we've got a long way in terms of respecting young people's views and I think Sinn Féin does a good job at that but I'm sure uh, every party does uh, a good job at that as well. And what I also wanted to ask all of you about I know in the south there is the possibility of legislation coming forward to bring about you know votes at 16 and kind of bringing about but should young people be getting the vote? Uh, so I suppose we'll start with you and A's first. Um, Definitely. I think young people should be getting the vote because like we see here, like we're all young people here. We all know what it's like to be a young person in politics, but even to be a young person in general, there's so much that affects us and affects our future that we don't have a say on. Like look at how Brexit's affecting me now. Hopefully I'll be going to university next year in the next few years and I won't be able to Erasmus. I might not be able to travel or work in other countries because of Brexit. And I had no say on that. And it's just, it's, frankly ridiculous that we don't have a say on that and especially when you're 16 you're able to make other decisions like you're able to choose whether you're going to do a-levels or not and other decisions like you learn how to drive and if i can be trusted to drive a car why can i not be trusted to vote like it doesn't really add up um and i think young people are politically engaged and young people have something to say and i think that that's something that politicians should encourage that's democracy it's representing people's voices um, and I think votes at 16 is a fantastic idea and I hope it comes up north and in the UK as well because the north is in the UK at the minute but down south as well. And Ashin, what's your thoughts on the issue? I know Sinn Féin are hoping to bring forward that legislation so what like are you in agreement with the gain of the party's position? Yeah, well, Sinn Féin is doing this as part of a broader move towards reassessing how we do elections in Ireland. An example of that is the presidential vote, uh, the idea that only people living in one part of the country should have a vote on the president of Ireland uh, is wrong. And that should be extended uh, not just to the north, Irish citizens in the north, but also to Irish citizens. You know, the proclamation refers to our exiled children in America, for example. Um, so, so that's one example. And then, of course, votes for 16. Now, Republicans and, and Sinn Féin and left-wing parties, I suppose, in general, are often accused of only supporting votes for 16 because it'll benefit our parties in elections and it'll benefit our positions in, in referenda, such as a referendum on unity. Um, but I don't think that's the case. I think that the case, uh, the standalone case for reducing the voting age 
uh, makes sense. Most of the, uh, every issue you could argue that's voted on in local elections, general elections, presidential elections, referenda, all affect more, uh, all affect young people. You could argue to a greater extent than they affect uh, the entirety of the population because we're the ones who are who are going to either suffer or uh, benefit from the effects of whatever vote. So yes, I think uh, it's an exciting prospect. Do I think it would pass in a referendum in the South? I'd be doubtful. So I think we've a long way to go and then it also has to be balanced with political education and schools, which is a fiasco down here, and, and that has to be looked at as well. And Sean, what are your thoughts on a vote on a vote at sixteen? Do you think you should have one? Or do you think do you think young people can be trusted with a vote, or I, are we going to squander it? I'm overwhelmingly in favour of lowering the voting age to sixteen um, on the grounds that one, the evidence shows that sixteen-year-olds have the social and neurological developments that they ought to be allowed to vote. Um, and at the same time, if there is a situation where there's a 16-year-old who all of a sudden is eligible to vote but doesn't care about politics, they're just not going to register to vote. And it's not going to have uh, any impact beyond that. And I know that Oshin said that he doesn't think it would pass in a referendum at this point. Personally, I think I would disagree on that because the facts are in favor of lowering at the voting age. And we saw with the Eighth Amendment referendum that people, they didn't look at their gut feeling. Instead, they looked at what the facts were and they made an informed decision. And I'd imagine that that would happen again in a referendum on that. And I know that Sinn Féin are currently putting forward legislation, I think it's for local elections, and uh, that's, that is great. And there was even talk of Fianna Fáil uh, supporting that in one of their parliamentary party meetings, um, which is, um, honestly, it's, a, it's unexpected, but it's a welcome surprise at the same time to hear that there's some support from that within Fianna Fáil, uh, especially after how we saw the whole leaving cert fiasco go, where it felt a lot like the uh, that minister Norma Foley just didn't listen to young people, and this would put uh, the government in a position where they have to. Um, but I do think it should be coupled with more political education, because although politics and society is now a subject for leaving cert, it it's relatively new and it's not available in most schools. So there's a lot of work to be done on the education side of things too. And Owen, I want to hear your thoughts. I know you're that bit older, so even if it was brought in, you probably wouldn't benefit, but what are your thoughts on it? Like, do you think, looking back, that you would have wanted to vote if you, you know, at 16 or at 17, do you think you should have had it? Yeah, I definitely think I would have absolutely loved to have voted at that age. Like when I was, 17 I was canvassing I was involved and I was engaged and I just think as Sean said you know all facts and logic really do point to the fact that it just makes sense to let 16 year olds vote and I think it can only improve civic engagement and also as other people have drawn on we need to increase political education but I think that actually needs to be increased all across the board and that's a part of a wider issue but I I definitely think that voting at 16 makes sense. 
And I suppose actually want to draw on what a lot of you had raised is the idea of political education. Now, I study A-level politics and my biggest critique of it is the fact that it's kind of baby steps because you're go you're expected to go in there with no political knowledge whatsoever. So, you know, you're being quizzed on how many MLAs there are in the Stormont Assembly or how many MPs there are. And you, you do look at it and you're thinking, God, can, can they ask me my opinion, please? Or can we talk about policy? But you are kind of faced with that. So is it a case of getting political education in earlier or is it just building upon it at the junior or at the leaving cert level or at the A level level? You know, is so what is what is the I suppose the strategy there? Like I'm not I don't worry, I'm not expecting a full kind of briefing, but what what are your thoughts there? So I suppose we'll start you, Ines. Um yeah, absolutely. I study A levels as well and I do science ones as well, but I do economics and we actually do quite a bit of policy there, which is really interesting. Um, but I definitely think we need more political education, but as well as that, like maybe just up north, but I'd say probably down south as well, historical education, because we have so much history and so much recent history that we can learn a lot from. Um, and it's just, it's not really covered. It's not covered enough and it needs to be covered more. And I think definitely from the start, definitely more in primary school, like why are we learning about Egypt and ancient Egypt when we could be learning about the troubles and how they impact in our society? Um, and as well as that in secondary school, I think we need more political education and how the political system works, because a lot of my friends wouldn't really know. And that's not their fault. They're not politically engaged. They don't want to be. They have other things going on in their lives. Um, but just to let people know what's going on so that they can make those informed decisions, like Sean said, and that they know the facts and they know the implications for their own lives. Um, because it's our future and we deserve to know about it. That's informed democracy. And that's what we deserve to have. Um, so I'm absolutely in favour of more political education, more historical education as well, not just like as an A-level subject choice, because not everyone will choose it or not everyone wants to choose it or can, given their career route. I know that I wouldn't have room to take politics um, based on what A-levels I need, but um, that it's mandatory and it's in junior school and even at GCSE at some level. But absolutely, I think it needs to be brought in. And Sean, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think it's certainly important that you start uh, with political education from a younger area, like at the moment, and for the last while anyway, there was CSP in for the junior cert, but that's one class a week, which isn't enough, and it's a very bare bones curriculum. Um, like I know in my school, the there's a project part to it, and most people just went to the zoo. But that and that doesn't really like as much as like my class didn't got to the, get to go to the zoo and I'm annoyed about that. But at the same time, it's like there's something there's an opportunity there to get young people more engaged with the world around them. And it's not going to be done by showing them pandas in Dublin. It, uh, so I do think that there's a lot of work to be done and not only like the as I said previously politics and society was only brought onto the leaving cert relatively recently it's such a major part of people's life in just general society and beyond schooling i think it should be given more emphasis within an education system that's supposed to prepare you for life and um, actually your thoughts i suppose a lot of you will have studied, you know, politics and society or politics at, you know, A-level or junior shirt or leave insert or however it works. I'm not 100% sure down south. But has 
your political education within school been sufficient or is it as sean said kind of just a, a trip to the zoo well i i'll agree with sean in terms of the csp project which was you spent most of it uh, discussing the intricacies of how you turned on the computer and how you learned to type the project and all these things rather than what you actually learned uh, I, I i didn't do politics and society for the leaving cert uh, because it just wasn't available in the school i know it will be in the coming years hopefully um, so just what I think about political education in general, of course, it has to start earlier. It has to start, uh, I suppose, the broad picture of what politics is, how it relates to history. Um, it has to be chronological. We have to start with, you know, I, I'm thinking of this from a nationalist perspective, obviously, but it, generally we have to think of, you know, how the Irish nation came into being. And you do that through stories like the, the stories of Oisin and Tiernanog and things like this. And, and, and then that you broaden it out and then you get into the deeper politics of the last century in particular, but, you know, uh, broader than that. So that's earlier. I think um, it has to have to do more with conversation rather than being told what to think or being told how things operate. Uh, you're, you're, you're taught uh, to converse. Um, and I think I, I mentioned the proclamation earlier on. I think the author of that, the main author, Patrick McPeerish, has a lot to say about that in um, The Murder Machine, which he wrote about the Irish education system at the time. And the murder machine is a very strong way to describe an education system. But I think he was accurate. And what he was saying in it is that we should return to a system of, you know, instead of in a classroom where the teacher is at the top and uh, talking to the students, that I suppose symbolically you're sitting in a circle and conversing like that, as opposed to being told what to think. Um, and then I think the most important thing we can do to make young people more aware of politics actually has nothing to do with the education system. It's making politics itself more local. It's democratizing uh, our country. And Hugo Chavez, for example, in Venezuela spoke about making every man a politician. Uh, so I think that you know the, the main thing we can do to make young people more involved in politics is to make it seem relevant to them. Uh, which which means bringing about actual change rather than uh, spoken change uh, like we have at the moment from from the Conservative parties. And I suppose uh, one kind of I suppose last thing I want to touch on with you all is our youth wings like youth wings have been quite big across some parties. Some parties have them, such as Sinn Féin and the SDLP and Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. Some parties don't but would opt to just have the members all in kind of together. But are youth wings just kind of a kiddie pool or are they a good way to allow young people to get involved at an earlier stage while also make, while also making change and having their own area? So I want to start with you, Owen, on that. I have mixed feelings on youth wings, if I'm going to be honest, because on the one hand, it, helps give people roles of responsibility to, to prepare them for future leadership. But then on the other hand, it is quite exclusionary because it is saying, you know, you can't join the normal party and maybe your voice doesn't matter as much because I think maybe you should just be able to join a party and your voice matters no matter what age you are and who you are. But then I also get the need for it and I get the benefits for it. So I think it's all about weighing up what the costs are um, and what the benefits are and deciding if that's right for your party. So I'm kind of lukewarm on it and I see both sides of the argument, if that makes sense. And uh, Inez, you've actually kind of ascended through your youth wing. So I presume I'm going to take a guess that you are in favour, but I want to hear your thoughts. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm currently the policy officer for STLP Youth um, recently enacted. And I am in favor of youth wings, actually. I only joined STLP back in October, November. Um, and because I was always politically active and politically interested and politically involved, but I never fully aligned to a party and I never really saw a party in the North um, that I could really see. But then I found STLP and I thought, <clears throat> I actually really align with this and I really enjoy this party. Um, and my experience in that youth wing um, has been that it hasn't given me a voice because I've always had a voice and I hate when people say that like it's given me a voice um, but it's allowed my voice to be listened and it's given me that form to speak out about things that I'm passionate about and about things that I care about um, it's allowed me to bring forward things like we brought forward that motion for trousers for all to the New York City Council which um, Ellie Jo Taylor has done so much work on the doors scraping in my eyes sorry um, and it's allowed me to really be heard and to bring things forward and like you said to have those roles of responsibility like I'm policy officer now and that is a big responsibility but it's something that I enjoy to take on because I get to work on policy I get to work with people and engage in our members and to make our policy better and to advance it because there's improvements for me in every political party and I think everyone here today will admit that and say that um, but I really like youth wings and I think they're a great opportunity. I do think, however, there needs to be certain safeguarding in place because youth wings are for young people. Um, but when that safeguarding is in place, I think there can be a very positive space and they let young people speak out about things that they're passionate about. They give them that space um, to speak out about youth issues and, like Oshin said, about issues in wider society. Um, and I'm definitely in favour of them. Uh, well, absolutely. Sean, your party doesn't actually have a youth wing. Uh, so what are your thoughts on um, I Like, there is an argument on both sides of things. I would say that if it's done right, it can definitely be a good thing. But at the same time, it can be used to just push younger members to the side and just disregard their their opinions uh i think that it's would be best if a youth wing of a party is more aligned to the party and acts more independently that way they can't just be used as oh you don't go in the main party you go here it should be an and uh not an or uh but at the same time i'm there's i, I have said before that i have always felt as though my opinion was valued within my own party uh, but I can definitely see why people would want to have a youth wing because sometimes it can be intimidating to go in front of people who are like maybe three times your age, if not more in some cases. And it there's that. So there's certainly a reason why people would feel like it's important to have a space for younger people. Uh, but at the same time, we do see issues with some youth wings, such as I think it's Young Fine Gael, uh, where their membership, maximum mem membership age is 35. And I find it just a bit weird that if you're going to group people based on age, you would have, say, I think Simon Harris, and then also me in the same category. I don't think that should... I don't really think that makes sense, but at the same time, I'll leave them to it. It's not, not really my problem, but it's, I think, but there certainly is 
a reason why young people would want an area to have a political voice, not just as individuals or as a part of some wider organization, but just as young people. And not from a reductive point of view, but more just from a more unifying point of view on a common issue. And Ashin, you've you've obviously kind of risen through the ranks of your youth wing as well. So I, I'm going to again take a guess you're in favour of them. But what are your thoughts there? Yeah, you're 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 right. I am in favour of them. Um, I think just to clarify, which in Fein, and I can I can only speak for Sinn Fein. Uh, if you're you're a member of the party, you're a member of Sinn Féin, but then you can opt to be active in the youth wing as well. So it's not an either or, it, it, it's both. Um, and, and I did opt to be a, a member of the youth wing because as a Republican, there are so, so many, uh, I suppose, the different ways of, of trying to achieve the, 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 the reason we're all in uh, the party. You can do that outside of the party, in your community. You can do it, for example, in Irish language organisations, but also uh, with the different wings of the party itself. And that's what a youth wing is. It's just simply another branch of the party that has the same aim, uh, but I suppose is focusing on different things. And I think uh, a benefit, um, maybe the benefit of, of youth wings, uh, certainly in Sinn Féin's case, is they're the radical edge of the party. Uh, they, I think they lead the party in, in some sense when, when we feel that um, the senior party or, or representatives of the senior party are, are being too soft on a particular issue, uh, our, our policy isn't developed enough, you know, the youth wings push that. And in the end, uh, I think the, the evidence shows that the youth wings get their way because uh, that's what progressive politics is about. It's about moving on. Um, and as the youth wings, uh, I suppose, members of the youth wings uh, get older and I suppose get into the, the policy developing parts of the party itself, uh, the, what they learned and their experiences in that youth wing um, become handy. I think Ogrehin Fein, and again, I'm not here to recruit, but I'm just saying from my own experiences, I think Ogrehin Fein uh, is a brilliant place to do that, to, to debate the issues, to debate the ideology, because a lot of the time in the senior party, and I'm telling you this uh, from, from experience, a lot of the mundane work, I suppose, can sometimes um, you, you, you can lose motivation, maybe. But then, when you're when you're in the youth wing and you're talking about uh, history, you're talking about the Irish language, you're talking about examples of of socialist republics in other parts of the world. You're talking about Irish unity. You're talking about the people uh, and the the heroes uh, that that we um, look up to and learn from. I think uh, that that's I suppose the main benefit of a youth wing that it's both the radical age and also that you have the platform I suppose to talk um, with, with, with others of a similar mind. Absolutely I think we're gonna wrap up there uh, you've all been absolutely brilliant I'm sure your parties will be proud as well as your provinces because I know we had one from every province on the island so uh, well done uh, thank you all for coming on uh, to anyone that's listening you can I'm going to drop the links for all of the parties that are that are here in the bio. So if, you, if, if you're interested in getting involved, I'll drop them below. If you want to get involved in the Youth Voice, you can contact us at Youth Voice NI on Twitter or Youth Voice underscore NI on Instagram, or you can read our blog, www.youthvoiceni.com. If you want to get involved, whether it's writing articles, maybe having your own podcast, who knows, uh, you can get in contact. So DM us or just drop shoot us an email. So thank you very much, and we'll see you all next time.